Sugar, and we, we don't fuck around no jewelry. Don't have a lot of tattoos, but we, we spend a lot of time at the beach. That's what we do. do. Fuck is this girl talking about? Don't read the fucking books, it takes too long. Don't have no hobbies, just for serious people. Don't have, have no time to celebrate holidays. But we do like to do a bunch of drugs. Take your dick out if you got one. Take your dick out if your cows want. Alright, no one's gonna wanna sit through this intro every single goddamn episode. Welcome to the Tim Weichselbaum show. This is episode three. It's my third time in a row, week, third week in a row, producing this live podcast with no editing and no no nothing fancy, just one dude talking into a microphone and trying to figure his life out. In the, in the, in the interim week in between him talking into that microphone, it's him trying to figure out mostly how to get to sleep. That's what I've been struggling with most recently as of today, as of yet. It's this god darn going to sleep business, dude. It's like, how do you just relax your jaw? How do you do that? It's always like all tight. I wish I could just release it programmatically. I wish I could just... It's tough to fall asleep. And a lot of it has to do with the tension in my face. You know? So I haven't been sleeping more than a few hours a a night for some reason. I think it's because I'm sober. I'm dead, dead sober. Not just pretend sober. Like, not just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, I'm dead sober from everything, from from eating. No, I only okay. We could talk about that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being sober, being sober from uh, alcohol and other drugs like marijuana, marijuana, and uh, what else did I do? That's it. I, that was only my two. Those are my two drugs of choices. I I I, choo- I chose booze and I chose weed every sing- well not every day for booze for booze I only drank socially. Actually, I was I was starting to drink alone too, just because it was fun. It just made time go by easier, and it I didn't get blackout drunk, but I but anyway. And then there's weed. I was smoking weed. That was my that was like my battle axe. Weed. I needed to just get started with the day. To do anything productive besides ordering something on Amazon or something. Like, I needed weed to do anything that involved me producing anything. But also, it was very toxic. Uh, Not the weed. I don't really blame the weed. Just me using it to get through this thing we called laugh. Uh, I didn't want to do anything uh, (laughs) without being a little bit high. Also, I didn't want to do anything even when I was high because it scared me from doing things. Unless it was like out of survival, I was afraid to do anything creative. I was afraid to talk on the phone after smoking weed. Even Even if hours had gone by and I was already completely back to normal, I wasn't back to normal. I still had this anxiety about talking to people on the phone, but that has gone away. 
from 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 quitting the weed for 15 days, which I'm at currently 15 days sober from everything. I don't really care about talking to people on the phone anymore. It's like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll call this customer service person and just who cares? Get it over with. Wasn't it's not that bad. But when you're stoned, it's like, I am uh, calling to do to proceed with this issue. Can we just fuck? And then there's the booze, which I, I uh, everyone, I mean, booze is a great drug because it, uh, it just puts, you, it satisfies uh, something. It does something for people. I don't really remember actually why, I, why I liked it because I didn't really. It's, it's it's only been 15 days, but that's like a half a month, and that's I kind of don't really crave alcohol. But I did. I was starting to because I moved to this new state that I'm. You know, it's not new. It's not a new state, but new to me, Texas. I moved to this big old state with like 30 million people in it, and I'm I'm just one of them. And I was just like, I don't know any, I don't know anybody here. Let's drink, let's drink alone every, not every night. But it was, you know, it could become a pattern, and and uh, and that would, that's bad, because it's there's really not any benefits to being drunk except for to to tone down your sensicles, your sensations of life, and to elevate your mood from where it was before you started drinking, but then you rely on it like a crutch. So anyway, I was doing intermittent fasting all through that, though. I was, I've was i been intermittent fasting for, like, going on three months, two and a, over 60 days or something. Consistently, I'm on a streak, and I haven't eaten food today yet and uh, whatever. I'm sober from jerking off for the past 24 hours which is a lot for somebody with autism. No, it probably is because uh, they're not getting laid as much as the average popul as the general population. They, as if I'm not one of them. I talk to I talk about the autism community as if I'm not a part of it, but I I think I am. They I I've been re- I I read about this autism thing. And there's this thing that is called special interests, where everyone with autism has uh, special interests that they're really fascinated with, and they could talk about for hours and hours, but nobody wants to listen because it's usually like an, usually nobody cares. Even if it's something interesting, still nobody's going to care. They could just go online and read about it themselves if they really cared, and then maybe once in a while you'll bump up, you'll find somebody else who's interested, but. Very rarely, it's just you who's interested in these special interests. If you got, t- uh, if you if you have autism, if you're autistic, my special interests right now, or if or in general, I don't even know trains. No, I never. I don't really have any special interests. Like I do, I I think I have general interests, like music. I'm pretty. I like a lot of music, but I'm not like an expert. You know. But man, does time go by slow when you're sober, when you're dead sober. It's like I feel every second of the day just going by. And when you're on out, when you're smoking weed, it's so much. You just slip through time. Like you just slip through time. You don't really feel the sensation of, 
of like time going by as much as you do when you're sober. And so like my whole twenties were a blur. I never, I smoked weed through my entire twenties with a few breaks here and there, but I never lasted for more than a month or two. And so that kind of just accelerates your, your rocket ship towards aging. And here I am in my thirties with the same exact mindset as somebody in there who's 18 years old or 17 i'm the exact same person the exact same level of maturity as when i was 17 i i think like a kid i act like a kid i get mad like i i have i throw tantrums like if i don't get a pool if i don't get a ball if i don't hit a ball right in a billiards game I, I want to smash the pool cue. I blame physics. I don't blame myself. I blame the laws of physics for, me, for them being too hard, for them being incorrect, actually. I think I'm correct, and the laws of physics are just being a dick. So I smashed. I don't actually. I don't cause property damage. So I, I am not that crazy, but I, I, you know, I, I still, I, I'm still a kid. Is what I'm saying. So now that I'm breaking the, now that I'm 15 days sober, that's it's not that's not that's not really enough to be different. So I'm still there, and it's No Nut November, which I was getting into. It is the first, second day of No Nut November. That's what we call November now. That's what every male refers to it at, the month of November as. We just call it. Like November is just short for no nut November. That's that's the whole month. That's the theme of the month. There's there's Thanksgiving in there somewhere. I never know when Thanksgiving is. It's like it, it changes. It's like the fourth, third Thursday or something like that. It's always on a Thursday. I know that. And so that's that's not happening for me. I I have a nice table that I could, I could have a Thanksgiving like space wise but i don't have a family or like that that type of people to invite to throw a thanksgiving t- to <laughs> and i don't want to anyway i don't want to cook a chicken or a turkey i made or obviously not a definitely a turkey i don't like turkey it's not the nobody ever asks like it's not something that i ever desire it's like, oh i'm so hungry for turkey right now it's like no Chicken, I eat a lot of chicken because that's different. You know, it just tastes a little better for some reason. For whatever reason, like the bigger the bird, the worse it tastes. I never had that many birds to choose from, though. Like my repertoire for bird digestion. I've eaten, I've never eaten ostrich. I've never eaten pheasant. I've never eaten duck. I feel like a peasant. When it comes to that, I've never eaten a lot. I haven't eaten many birds, dude. I need to eat more birds besides chickens. The chickens just are the only birds that I fuck with on a regular basis, dude. Like, I'll shoot a bird. So anyway, no, no November is going to be tough. I don't know if I'm actually going to do I don't really care. Like, who cares? The most important thing, I think, if you're trying to get sober, and this is part of that, is is uh, not looking at pornography, not looking at tantalizing things, imagery on the internet that makes your, you know, your dopamine levels spike up. It's just, it's like insulin. If you take too much sugar, 
your insulin spikes and then all of a sudden you can't you can't do it anymore because your body is like dude that's enough i can't do this anymore it's enough insulin i can't i'm getting res- i'm resisting the urge and same with dopamine same with pornography if you look at that too much you're just gonna it's, you're gonna start feeling numb and you're gonna just gonna lo- feel like a loser just it just zaps your motivation it zaps your uh but also sometimes it's just like hey i'm just gonna jerk off to relieve the tension of the day just because it, it just builds up this tension and then you just relieve yourself but it, but it doesn't have to be to porn i mean you, you, like if you go a few days without touching your dick you're gonna it's gonna feel magical just to jerk off you don't really even need to think of anything just literally just stick your hand in there pretend you're a massage therapist of your but who cares you don't even have to do that don't even just jerk off. It takes literally 15 seconds if you're like a healthy, you know, that's on average. I don't know how long it takes for other people. <laughs> but when you're all pent up, it takes about 15 seconds to get through that. And then it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to think about that anymore. And then it comes back and then you go, oh, that, that was right. That was a fun. Re-. So it's you don't want to do it like crazy because then you will start craving the pornography I'm very anti-pornography, I guess. Not really. I, I mean, you know, it has its purpose. Definitely has its purpose. I'm not against it. I, it's just a choice. It's like cigarettes. Should, do, should cigarettes be legal? Sure. They're fun. They're cool. They should be a choice to do that. There's an industry. Make your billions of dollars off it. I don't care. I'm just not doing it. I've never been a smoker. Regretfully, otherwise I'd have a cooler sounding voice. I would have a deeper voice. But hey, that usually comes anyway, just with age. Your your voice, I think, is lower as you age. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Your voice does, not mine. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And I've been trying to think about if I want to be a grandfather in my life at some point, and I do. I. But to do that, I have to have kids, and that is the hard part. That's the hard part. You have to have at least one kid, probably more than that, because to to hedge your odds, if you really want to make sure that you become a grandparent, you probably should have more than one because you're putting all your eggs in one basket, and that person might turn out to just not have kids. If you have multiple kids, chances are they might have a kid too. So... Because I kind of want to pass down my legacy, and I know that sounds pretentious after what I just talked about, about how I, like, I'm a loser, or like doesn't do anything all day, like, just smokes weed his whole 20s. But now that I'm 15 days sober, I want to spread this achievement and, you know, the history of my life down. I want people to be like, so who, what was my ancestor? Where did I... Who was my grandpa? What was he doing in the 20s, in the early 20s? That well, That's a long time ago, dude. Like, like, I know we're still there, like, as we speak, but that, you, time is not a circle. <laughs> time is not linear, dude. Like, you could be in the present and still feel like you're in the past because, hey, it's, it's, uh, it's a spatial thing. Like, your death... <laughs> It's already charted on a map somewhere. Like, if you go forward in time, 
it's somewhere on there. It's on the timeline, which means it's also in space. We just haven't gotten to that point in space-time where it, where it has happened. But it doesn't mean it ain't, it ain't there. It's there somewhere in your timeline, which means it's physical. Isn't that creepy? So just because it's the 20s and we're in it doesn't mean we're in the present. Like, yeah, we're in the present. But, dude, think of, like, the 1920s, how long ago that was. Same thing. Same. Th- There's nothing special about now. This is going to be looked at as the old 20s, just like the other one. We're going to be like, damn, my grandpa was alive in the 20s? What an old fuck. Like, what was it like for him? Well, it doesn't matter because he's dead, but let's. But still, what did he do? What was it like to be him? And that's what this podcast is for. It's me showing you what it's like to be in a, the, an old guy in his in the in the twenties who's just who's just aging, you know, like an Italian Jew. Because you know, I, I I can't just settle for being a kooky uncle. That's it. I'm just gonna be an uncle. That's that's such a passive, boring, and uh, it just feels. Uh, it feels useless. You feel like dead weight as an uncle. It's like, oh yeah, he's it's, he's my uncle, and that's all he is to anybody. Like nobody cares about him. If he dies, we'll probably go to his funeral. But that's his whole existence, and that's kind of kind of what I don't want to have be me. Like, okay, if I'm an uncle, I also at least want to be a billionaire uncle that'd be cool then people would care about me my kids my my nephews and nieces they would be like well you know i got this i got this uncle but never mind that he's a billionaire uncle so i do kind of care about him because he buys me really cool stuff i mean of course i would buy my nieces and nephews cool stuff if i was a billionaire because it's easy i mean you don't you're not gonna miss like it's just like okay, I'll spend, I'll buy a, a uh, like a bouncy house that's like permanently installed in your backyard or something. I'll build a backyard in your backyard. I mean, no, I'll I'll build a basement in your backyard with a fortified. It's like a panic room. It's like concrete. It's like super secure, and a bouncy house. Yeah, I think I think panic rooms are underrated. Like you don't only rich people have them. I mean, they're it's just that you don't really hear about them because most the average American does not cannot afford a panic room. But if you're uh if you're balling like that that uh, singer that I can't quite think of her name, but she has a she has a panic room. <laughs> Enya. She has a panic room. Because she's rich and famous, and so people, you know, knock on her door randomly, and what do you do? You're not going to answer it. You go to your panic room and wait it out. And I think security is just something you don't think about too much if you're broke. <laughs> it's like, oh, someone might rob me? Okay, take everything. I'll just, I won't miss it. I mean, some, you know, they won't take anything to begin with if you're poor. It's like, oh, that's your refrigerator? It's like, okay, I'm not going to steal that. That's all you have. I'm not going to steal the only thing you have to survive, your refrigerator. Don't steal my insulin. See, that's another thing. 
That's becoming too expensive. Why is insulin so expensive? And why can't somebody just start selling it? Why is there no competition? Why can't some billionaire just start a new insulin company and outperform, just sell it cheaper? I don't get it, and I, it's probably it's just such a naive question. I'm sure the answer is just so blind. It's like once you know the answer, it's like, oh, that's why, because of laws, because there's a, my, there's a monopoly, and it goes up to the highest level of government lobbyists, like, blocking. I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely something shady, because there's nothing magical about insulin, is there? There's nothing magical about I mean, it's, it's, I'll look into it. I'm sure it's not easy to make, but it has such high demand that it should at least have some competitive uh, nature. So I'm, I'm pissed about that. I want to become involved in that community, in the marketplace or whatever, the research, the development of making insulin cheaper why not it's cheaper in other countries so obviously there you go there you go that just goes to show that if it's cheaper in other countries it has to do with our nation and it's a national issue that that probably is just you know a conspiracy like not even you know it's definitely a a conspiracy of rich entities making it that way and keeping it that way these pharma bros dude I do want to go to a pharma bro party because it sounds fun. It's like all these rich uh, drug company uh, CEOs just like hanging out. That sounds cool. But fuck them for what they actually do to get that money is what I'm saying. I do want to become one of them though. But I'll be like the one that's like selling it for the cheapest. So I'll be like, you know, I'll have a good public image. The other ones will not hang out. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not going to get invited to a pharma bro party if I'm competing with them. So never mind. I'll just be a lone wolf selling like Robin Hood. I'll be I'll be peddling my insulin for forty bucks a gallon. Yeah, that's that's you thought I was going to say like a small amount. No, forty bucks a gallon, dude. How long does that last if you keep it fresh? Like, I don't even know, but that sounds like a lot of insulin. So for 40 bucks. So I'll be like, I'll be Robin Hood. It'll feel really good, but also I'll be saving people's lives. So it's not even really, it's not even about that. It's about saving people's lives. Fuck feeling good. But that's why everybody does anything that to help other people. It's because it feels good. <laughs> There's no such thing as altruism. It's like... It's like even if I did start a company that that helped people get insulin for cheap, and I and people were like thanking me all up and down, it's like like worshiping me like the Pope. It's like you're the insulin Robin Hood guy. I would be like, yeah, but I'm get I yeah, but I'm I'm getting my dick sucked everywhere I go, so I'm getting something out of it. I'm no good. I don't. Don't write me down as a hero in the history books. I'm still spending... I'm getting laid out of this. So the reality kind of has its way of working itself out. If I was really altruistic, I would do that. Start the company, make billions, and then give the billions away. 
like every like every last bit of it but then i would just get it all back probably but it's really hard to like not be rich once you're really like once you're really a billionaire you're going to stay rich you can't go from billionaire to okay unless it's like a ponzi scheme yeah that's the that there's some exceptions of course like there's some notable exceptions to that rule but they were not legitimate billionaires to begin with you got to at least make it somewhat legitimate, but even if it's not fully legitimate, like if you're like a drug dealer, even then, you could be like, yeah, that was in the past. Yeah, I made my first billion from selling cocaine, but I st- I got out of that like 15 years ago. The money has been invested and totally, fully laundered into other things, so give me a break. Like, I'm doing good now. I'm no longer in the drug business. That's how I got there, but it's how I got to where I am. But come on. Can I keep it? Can I keep running these car washes? Come on. So, the point is, is I want to pass down my story to new generations. I want them to know that it, that I did work hard to create this, what I have. So, it just feels weird to not share any of that. It's like, oh, some dude it was a lot like somewhat he became successful somewhat and just lived his life alone and that's it. And nobody cares. Nobody will ever pass that story down. That happens to a lot of people. I'm thinking, do I want to be that? Cuz I I don't know, man, consumerism I gotta produce something to it. It's like it's a common saying to say uh, money doesn't create happiness. And whenever someone says that, I go, "Yeah." How much money do you have? Have you ever made a hundred grand in one day? No. Oh well, then shut the fuck up, you fake guru. If you don't even know what it's like to make a lot of money, how do you know if it creates happiness or not? It's like you're you're just you're just regurgitating something that somebody else said to you. It's like oh, you got a paycheck, you got a paycheck for a thousand bucks, working forty hours a week. Yeah, I get that that didn't create happiness because that's not enough. But if you get paid a lot, of course it creates a happiness, dude. There's nothing happier. There's nothing. Nothing makes me happier than making money, dude. So shut the hell up. Spending money. That could be fun too, but I'm a Jew. I'm a half Jew, and I got all the I got the half genes of a Jew, so you know, I'm half I half don't like spending money. But if, of course I do. Because what's the point of having it if you're not gonna spend it? Yeah. So I live in a four bedroom house and uh i need all of that space to myself i don't know like even if i had a like one roommate that would spoil this whole vibe but like i eat like you know i it's an open floor plan it's like there's the living room there's the kitchen that's most of the house and then the rest is just these bedrooms and bathrooms and like i got my own private master uh baiting uh, master bathroom, and uh, so I'm pretty isolated. Like I could just live out of there, but but the second I would go into the kitchen and somebody else is in there, like like dude, I kind of want to ha- be naked right now. Dude, I kind of want to like 
be in my own world. So that is a really good argument for not starting a family and just letting all these bathrooms and bedrooms just be my own extended man cave and not being pussy whipped, dude. That's why it's called a man cave is because it's only allowed to be in one section of the house. If it's the whole house, you just call it a you just call it a cave. You don't have to specify which type of cave it is. It's like women, they don't have caves. Men live in caves. So this is so if your whole house is a man cave, it's like, yeah, dude, it's just a dude house. It's a fraternity house with one uh, population, me, one dude. So the longer I live here, the more it's going to look like a dungeon. The more it's going to get like all filled up with like swords and action figures and other tacky things that only men buy. The only so far the tackiest thing I've, I bought is like a, one of those cow like a, like a cow skull, you know, like a very rustic Texan looking decoration and I, an incense burner of a dragon. It's a dragon. I could have it right here during the show, but it, it would ruin the green screen. And also, it leaves a. It's the kind where the smoke like goes downward, and then it kind of like billows. It's really cool. It like kind of like, it looks cool as hell, but it leaves a stain on on the surface because it just goes down. It pours downwards and then covers the surface with a film of of just sticky incense residue. So you have to use tin foil, and that kind of ruins the fun. Anything you have to put tin foil over to use just ruins the fun. But anyway, I, I try not to be too tacky with my decorate with my uh, whatever I my interior design choices because because uh, I don't lean one way or the other. Like I'm not the doodliest dude, and I'm also not the chickiest chick. I'm in between. I'm you know I like the color pink. But I also like guns. <laughs> you could be both. I like uh, the rainbow. I like, uh, uh, yeah, but I'm not metal. I'm definitely not metal. You know, never got into that. I don't really like knives. Those are scary. I don't, I don't want to die of a accidental gunshot. That would suck. Even a cat would spoil the vibe. Like, holy hell. I had a dream where I was just, where I almost convinced myself to get a cat. I was like, "Hey, fuck it, I'm getting a cat." But then I woke up and I I became sober. I I I, I had that post dream clarity. I was like, "No, dude, I don't want a stupid cat. I'm gonna be jumping and hopping all over the cabinet, hopping on this table when I'm trying to podcast, hopping all over my leaving." Fur balls all over the place. I leave, I got enough body hair. I don't need a cat's body hair all up in my grill. That's what it is. It's body hair. Cats are just hairy. You could call it fur to be nice, but let's be real. Cats and dogs are freaking. They have the most body hair of any European nation I've ever seen. So I'm not. I don't think I'm getting a cat. But let's. But let's put a little caveat there. 
if somebody and I told somebody this, if somebody were to leave a, a butte like a cute little kitten in a basket on my porch and rang the doorbell and and then ran away. Yeah, I would definitely take in that cat for at least a few days and then probably forever. I mean, I would feed it. But that's not going to happen, so let's not even worry about that, dude. And it would have to be a cute cat, and it would have to be a kitten, and it would have to be in a basket. No exceptions. has to be in a basket with a blanket. <laughs> so it shows that somebody cared about it enough to procure a blanket in a basket but they don't care enough to to drive it to a shelter. So that's so that's that's not going to happen. And I also dreamt about having a dog. I was like, that's a cute dog. You know what? I'll take it. It was a puppy. It was like a different kind. I don't remember what kind. Not a Shiba Inu, nothing like that. Shiba Inu would just be like, oh, man, I could have made a billion dollars off of you. So I'm not definitely not getting a Shiba Inu. And if you don't get what I mean by that, you probably just don't. You're not watching. Shiba Inu coin made people a lot of money, like mil- billions. Somebody invested $8,000 in Shiba Inu coin in 2020, and they made over a billion dollars, dude. Like in 2020, like less than a year ago, somebody made a billion dollars off of an $8,000 investment on a stupid meme. Do you know how much that fucks up your perspective of life and, like, working and, like, are you kidding me? Just knowing that that could have been me? I had $8,000 in 2020. So do do you have any idea how much that makes me hate that breed of dog? Whenever I see those motherfuckers, dude, it's just like it's just like a pile of money that I could have had, and it's too late to invest now. It's already like a forty billion dollar market cap. What is it going to go to a to forty trillion? No. So fuck cats, fuck dogs. <laughs> if I were to get any pet, somebody suggested a a ferret. It's like, oh yeah, thirty two years old. Time to adopt a ferret. That's that's a good. That's that's the chapter that I'm in, in in the book of life in my yeah in my I'm that I took it as an insult. It's like you think I'm doing that poorly that at 32 years young I'm going to I'm going to buy, you don't adopt them, you buy them. I'm going to go to PetSmart and and buy a ferret. Yeah, no. <laughs> like who do you think I am? My like I'm not I'm not that I know I'm in Austin, but I'm not that weird. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of ferret lovers probably in Austin, and uh, I'm more of a tech genius type of nerd. That's how I'm weird. I'm an autistic Jewish nerd. I'm not a, like an actual weirdo, like one of these scuzzy ass Austin people. Just all right. I like Austin. I like those people that I'm talking about. I'm shitting on them aggressively. They're not they would never be invited here. I would never be friends with them, but I would be nice to them. I'm always nice to I try to be nice to people. 
if they're in you know one-on-one conversation with me i'm always going to try to be polite and nice like hey i I validate people that's what i'm good at even if you're a scuzzball a skizzball one of these austin homeless like half homeless types he's like yeah you know i'm I'm i live out of my car i got a beard i'm here i can't afford to drink or anything but i'm here uh, I would be nice to them and valid. I validate them as go. Oh, cool, 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 cool. But if they hit me up to like actually be friends, it's like, nah. I actually have prospects in life. I'm actually kind of like valuable to to the society at large. At least in at least in uh, some country, maybe maybe not in this country. Cats are easy, like like uh, a lot of people. Well, not all, I don't know how many people. But not everybody is a cat person. I'm definitely a cat person. Doesn't mean I want one, but I, I could get along with them. It's not, and it's not that hard. Just don't be a loud dickhead, and just put your hand out. That's it. Just be quiet and gentle, and just put your hand out. And the cat will always do the same thing. The cat will. Smell your freaking hand, and it'll be your friend. That's it. That's all it takes. Just put your hand out. It's like, oh, it's not. you're not an enemy. And then the cat's your friend. It's not that hard. Just don't yell. Like I'm, The only reason I'm yelling now is to make a point. Like, I don't do this normal. Like, I guess I am. Sometimes I yell, but I, have my, I live in my own house, so I could do, I could do that. There's no, there's no apartment. There's nobody above me or below me I could stomp. And all that happens is my decorations fall from the walls and I have to replace them. So another thing that I was thinking about, this will be a short episode. We're, you know, I've got to go for hours and hours. I was thinking about tipping, the concept of tipping. Like I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of tipping. No surprise there because I'm not in a service industry. I've never been... I've never been in an industry or a job where you had to we were tips where I got tips. So that's why I, I don't care about it. That's obviously if I worked in the service industry, I would be like shaming people for not tipping. But you know what? It's called gratuity for a reason. Uh, you know, that means that the reason I'm doing it is because I am showing gratitude that you did a good job. So as much as I uh, am for tipping, I'm also for uh, not tipping if somebody just doesn't really do anything to make you show gratitude. Like if some bartender, you know, I get it, being a bartender sucks. But if some bartender is like, yeah, what do you want? And they just give me, and you know, they take forever and they, they give me the drink and they don't even say thank you, whatever, you know? They just kind of give me like an attitude. Do I have to tip them? I mean, yeah, I still usually do just out of oblig, just because it seems like the right thing to do, you know. But it's your choice. It should be your choice. And but it's also kind of funny to to not tip sometimes, and to get a reputation for not tipping. <laughs> like, can you imagine being a Scotty Pippen and just being known as no tipping Pippen. It's like he gets, of course he's self-aware. Of course somebody told, I mean, I don't know if he's self Somebody told him, of course has called him no tipping Pippen. 
on the street or something. Hey, no tippy, t- no tippy pippy. I loved you in the 90s. And then he's like, what does that mean? And then I'm sure eventually it dawned on him that people know that he doesn't tip. I'm sh- you know, I don't know if that, if, if he cares. I just think it's funny that it just is such a perfect, it just fits his name so well. That's kind of all he's known for these days is just not tipping people. And hey, you kind of have to respect that, that that's kind of how he earned his reputation. That's, that's what it'll go down. It's, that'll be on his gravestone. No tippy pippy. I'm no tippy Timmy. I, I drink a tippy cu- or a sippy cup and I don't tippy the person who gave it. Now, I don't know. Of course, I, I, of course I'm all for tipping if you, if you're, if you want to show your gratitude. Very controversial opinion. And why enter the service industry if you're not happy to serve? Like, that's why it's called, like, I hate to say it. I hate to be that guy to bear the bad news. But uh, look up the definition of service. And you'll see that it means to serve somebody, which I know, you know, I know it's not like the medieval times and it's not like a caste system in this country, but if you're paying for it, yeah, people like to actually get what they're paying for because they enter this contractual agreement with this, you know, business by going into it. If it's in the service industry, if it's a restaurant that is implicit that if you enter the business, you're going to be treated as a masturbator. As a master, in some sense. Like, you're going to be treated as a superior thing to the people that are employees. But, of course, that doesn't mean you could be a dick to them. There's such a thing as decorum. But, you know, it's still the service industry, so you're going in there to be served. And that is a touchy subject because because Americans and like people in general... Or douchebags. So if they're entering, if they expect to be served, they're going to be taking advantage of that. So there needs to be boundaries. So just as you should be allowed to not tip, you should also not be obligated to provide good service to dickheads. It goes two ways. So if I was in the service industry, which it's not, it's not really an industry. There's no, there's no machinery. I mean, okay. I would, if somebody being a douche, I don't know. How do you handle that? That's why they complain because you can't, I mean, of course, that's why service people complain because you can't tell the customers to their face that they're being a douche. Unless you're Gordon Ramsay. He doesn't give a fuck. If, if, his, if his customers are being dicks, he's already got the Michelin stars and he don't care if you don't want to eat there. You know, he'll just be like, get the fuck out of here. And I think that's how it should be. Like, you should, I mean, yeah, they have the right to kick you out. So there you go. I think the solution would be for the uh, the, the, the person serving, if they get a verbally abused, they tell the manager, the manager says, hey, is there a problem? You, you were rude to one of my servers. And then if they throw a fit, if they don't apologize, then yeah, kick them the hell out of there. We just need better managers, I think. I don't know. You know, 
what am I trying to solve world hunger here? No. I'm trying to solve diabetes. I'm trying to solve that problem. That's one of my special interests to make money. To, and to help and to save people's lives. But of course, I wouldn't do it for free. Maybe I would. I'm not anyway, who I am, I Bill Gates? Like Bill Gates. I don't know. He's he's rich as hell, but he he's a philanthropist, and I think you know philanthropists they don't really get paid; they do it for free. Yeah, I have no I have no idea what I'm talking about, and I know I feel like it's too it sounds too good to be true. There's no way philanthropy is for free. Bill Gates, I don't 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 care about him. The Jeff Epstein thing, that was funny. I got an interview, so I was like, so he had an interview. So he had an interview with Jeff Epstein. So what was that, what, what was that about? What do you think? That's gonna, he was like, well, he's dead, so we can't ask him. We can't ask him anymore. He's dead. They go, okay, man. that's convenient for you. So a lot of people that work, they do it for like a are means to an end. They don't do it because they like to work. They do it to get the bills paid so they could continue existing in life. So they don't become homeless. So you can't be too surprised if they don't love their job. And that brings me to the final topic of the evening, which is uh, anti-work. Finally, it's, a, it's the, the most succinct way to put it into perspective, this whole you know conglomerate of hate or, not, or self what is the word I'm looking for? It's the uh, it's the word that describes what millennials and, and Zoomers, especially these two, you know, younger generations. I like, you know, millennials are getting old. Millennials are old. But, it, but Zoomers and, you know, some millennials are really struggling to make ends meet compared to previous generations. And you can't blame them. You know, it's not their fault that they're not marketable. Actually, it kind of it is. But not for every single one of them. Like, it's not their fault. You can't blame a population for not having marketable skills. Not all of them will. There's always going to be a percentage of the population that just can't produce something valuable to the world and get paid for it. So how the hell do you solve that problem? Well, I don't know, but but I certainly can see that there's a lot of suffering going on with this whole with this whole you know young generations coming up. They're just they're just banging their head against the wall. They're living in out of vans, which is cool. Which is nothing wrong with living in a van unless you don't want to. Maybe they're pissed, dude. They want to live in a they want to live in a like a solid building, like a house, like their parents did. And also not with their parents. They don't want to live in the house in the same one as them because it's emasculating. Feels like shit to, to rely on your parents for, for that. But also they don't even, I don't, I don't think that it matters because it's not their, it's a different economy. And same with the dating market. I think it used to be so much easier to get a, a wife or husband back in the 60s, 50s, 70s, and earlier <laughs> because the people were less 
afraid of each other and people just didn't really they were their expectations were lower and they just didn't know enough about how fucked up other people are to to be skeptical and technology makes us more uh isolated i don't know that's another subject i'm talking about anti-work i'm talking about just the work part because this is a very trendy subject matter and we're looking right now on the subreddit that it came that is what we're talking about anti-work if you haven't heard of it it's uh it's reddit.com slash r slash anti-work and it's super popular it has over as a million people subscribed and uh it's all about how work sucks but not just work it's not about how like work sucks like you know like rowing a boat it's like ooh. it's about how the job sucks it's about how the upper management sucks it's about how they're treated on the job as a slave and that is kind of how it is for all these, for a lot of low-level jobs, entry-level jobs, like they don't need you that much, so they treat you like uh, you're lucky to be there, and so they they act like complete dicks. And that makes me hesitant to become a, an employer myself. Like this is actually a very like illuminating thing for me as a uh, whatever I am as a potential employer. It's like makes me very hesitant to just go right ahead and hire the first person I that applies. It's like, well, I don't want to become, I don't want to be a slave trader. I don't want to be a slave whipper, a whipper snapper um, who says like, who like just is a dick. It's like, why didn't you, why were you late? Why were you 30 minutes late today? Which is a lot actually, 30 minutes. Okay, bad example. Let's say they were five minutes late, and I I don't want to be the guy that cracks the whip. It's like, hey, you were five minutes late. What's going on? And then give them, like, three strikes, and then they're out. Like That's so, like, uh, tyrannical, and I don't want to be a tyrant. But there's a reason they become tyrants because they, you know, other employees have slacked off, and it caused them to lose money and their business doesn't run as efficiently so they get pissed and then they, it just can it just transfers right over to the new employees because that's just how it goes they become more like bitter and like brittle based on uh past experiences and it's just really a complicated you know i you know i gotta gotta give give uh, credence to both sides of the argument like on one hand em- uh, employees do not like being abused on the other hand employers don't like being taken advantage of but it's really it's really hard to argue for the the other side of it because uh but that but that's the fun part i like to I, it's just a fun exercise and of course there's a reason so here's some of these long posts. Um, somebody was ex- accused of stealing company property. Hey everyone, I posted yesterday about my boss accused me of stealing company property when I brought some Keurig coffee cups in from home. I blew the hell up and I'm still reeling from the sheer amount of attention I got. Well, I don't care. Let's get to the meat of it. All right, this this is just too long, dude. 
Looking for a better one. Okay. Americans only get two weeks vacation from work? Is this true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't live in a socialist country like wherever you're from. We don't live in Cuba where you get to take six months off. I don't know. Uh, I'm from the UK and was looking at short-term jobs in the USA. What a prissy, what a, what an entitled, I I like, uh, I don't like this guy. You don't belong here, like you're not from the USA, you're complaining for just a short-term, you're just looking for a short-term job and you're already bitching about it. It's like, yeah, you're expecting to get four months off your short-term job that you're only going to be there. Shut up. Reading about two weeks vacation, this can't this can't be true, can it? Here I expect five weeks at the least from day one. Plus eight days national holidays. Well Jesus why? What makes you so entitled to eight days? Such an arbitrary thing. It's like eight we need eight days national holidays. Don't you know that that's a human right to have eight national holidays? You slave trade that is arbitrary like where did that what makes you think that you deserve that i don't know mainland europeans have more than we do great it's a different world it's it's higher taxes though wait how does that help americans get paid more but things are more expensive well that explains it if you get paid more then you get less time off isn't that kind of like just common logic all right i used to think i when i i thought i would take sympathy with some of these people but uh not that not that uk person who's just here for two weeks and wants four months off his two week get out of here jerk off i'm quitting my job tomorrow and i'm petrified mostly because disney doesn't make it easy to quit yeah i've heard bad things about i actually applied (laughs) One of my first ever jobs I tried to get was uh, at the Disney store in the in some shopping mall, and I uh, got the interview, and they were like, "So what? What's your? How are you with? Uh, what's your past experience with customers and stuff like that?" And I was just very honest with them. I was like, "I'm I don't like people. I don't get along with them. I'm bad with them." So I didn't hear back from that, but it also dodged a bullet. I mean, I don't who the hell would want to work at the Disney store? Jesus Christ! Why did I apply to that? What was my th- even at sixteen? I don't know what I was thinking there. Yeah, that's me. I'm the I'm the face of Disney. Even if I was, even if I was a black lesbian, I would like transgender lesbian Latino. I would still not be the face of Disney because I just don't have the personality. New company wants me to hand over administrative access to of my phone. Yeah, that's a, that's a stretch. That's going too far, I think. And I agree. Nope, give me a company phone. They didn't even ask. They just said, install this. And my phone warned me it would give over access to any requested data. Yeah, it sounds sketchy. I don't really know what data exactly they want or what it would reveal, but uh, 
Yeah, what would that? What is that? Like a tracking, like tells you where your employees are at all times. That's a little overdoing it there. So I agree with that one that they should give you a company phone. But on the other hand, we don't live in a magical like world where companies just have endless uh, you know, funding for company phones. That's like extremely different than just having them install an app which costs probably nothing next to nothing they probably just play pay a subscription for the app versus buying a whole cell phone a whole smartphone yeah so that that's that's just kind of you kind of it's really complicated to to have to tell these people like you know i get it you don't want to be tracked but they can't just give you a phone. I mean, that's there's a limit. There's there's no just companies are like some companies are small, and they all have bottom lines, and they all have expenses and a limited amount of revenue to spend, and they want to make a profit. Some companies can just go blow away like a dandelion. They're not like solid objects that last forever. It's like a giant corporation. Okay, yeah, then there's probably some room for budgeting changes to accommodate for stuff like that. But it just doesn't work that way. So I guess at the end of the day, I mostly side with the capitalists that uh, start the company and uh, fuck these employees. I'm never hiring anybody in my whole... I'm never hiring any of these ungrateful... Scum suckers who just want to slack off, get a free phone, get tipped. What do I get out of that? So I hoped we learned something today. This has been Tim Vikes about Michelle.